We love everyone who watches our pitch podcast fan Q&As on social media, but we also love our loyal listeners. Yes, you. That's why we're offering all listeners of the podcast a special promo code to get 20% off on the Adelaide United online store. Just enter the pitch 21. That's all caps, the pitch 21 at the checkout to get 20% off. Offer ends 11.59 on Sunday, the 19th of December, 2021. So get in quick. Adelaide United family, welcome back to the Pitch Podcast. It is Jared here after a weekend of mixed results in the Isuzu Ute A-League men. We went down to victory, the original rivalry, which I don't need to talk about that anymore. It's disappointing, um, but you know what? In the Liberty A-League women, it was like a 90th minute cracker, which ended up three points to us. We defeated Canberra United, which was amazing, and it's actually quite fitting today because we are speaking to someone who has played for both teams, Canberra United and, of course, Adelaide United. We are speaking to Emma Stanbury. Welcome to the Pitch Podcast. Pleasure to be here. Thank you. Well, I'm I'm absolutely stoked to have you here. Um because watching you on the weekend was amazing. At Marden on Sunday, um, a fascinating match where it, it could have gone either way. And obviously after the victory result the week before, um, the, the women wanted to come out and prove a point. Uh, let's talk about that to start off with. Fiona scores, which was fantastic, but um, victory scored a lot of goals pretty early against us to really um, get the ascendancy. So what was the main message going into Sunday's match? Yeah, the main message into Sunday, obviously, like with the result that did happen the previous week, you know, that was that was hard. It was, it was a hard pill to swallow. And um, but straight away when we got back, landed in Adelaide, you know, we just pretty much scrunched that piece of paper up. We know um, how much potential our team has. And so we said, let's chuck that result, you know, in the bin, um, move forward because we need to get the three points and show, you know, how, how good we really are. So it was a quick move on and, and, and it worked. We came out um, to bounce back with that kind of confidence and, and get the three points was really good. So. It was good to watch because it, uh, last season, one of the things I admired most about our A-League women's side was the never give up attitude. And obviously after a bit of a confidence denting way to start the A-League women's campaign, because last season we were one goal away from making finals. So there's a lot of unfinished business for uh, Adrian and the team, which we can get to, but obviously to see uh, Michelle Heyman score a goal, which we does amazing. Like we always, we always expect that to happen no matter uh, the team that she plays against. But then, Nanako's goal was incredible. Um, It just came out of nowhere. And she's been one of the most talked about players in local football. So we may lose a couple of players, but then to actually have uh, yourself join us, which is brilliant. Um, I loved watching Paige play because she didn't take a breath and she worked her backside off for 90 minutes. Just the work rate was exceptional, which resulted in that last minute goal. Yeah, yeah. Paige, oh my gosh, you should see her stats with running. Like that girl just does not stop. Um, and, and Nano's goal, uh, you know, it, it, it was a world-class finish. It was just the way she striked it, you know, head over the ball, smashed in the back of the net, and to see it on the pitch firsthand was just phenomenal. So yeah, I thought really Fiona played really well too, um, and Fiona's an interesting story because obviously over the season – 
there was a bit of unknown for her whether she was going to get a contract or not. And I saw, and I'm looking forward to speaking to her on the pitch podcast because there were times that she was like cleaning bathrooms in the off season. And, and this is what a lot of players need to do, especially in the A-League women where they need to have jobs. And she's from overseas, but the past two games, she's been really, really good, which is, I guess, paying back the trust that the, the team's shown in her to give her another contract. Yeah, Fee's, Fee's amazing. And you know what? She still is um, working outside of outside of football. And there's some days I can see she, you know, comes to training, she looks a bit buggered, but um, she still works so hard. And, and technically, in front of goal, the ball at her feet and just the shots that she gets off, there's so much power. So she's been um, amazing for us up front. She helps create a lot of um, attacking opportunities and that goal last week, you know, that gave us confidence that we can score those goals. And, um, yeah, no, uh, Fee's been doing fantastic for us. So, What's it like playing against your former team? You, you have thoughts going into the match. Do you do you sit down with Adrian in the team and go, now I think they're going to do this. This is the strengths and weaknesses. So do you do, you do a little bit of scouting yourself accidentally because you've worn the Canberra jersey? Yeah, it was um, it was it was a bit emotional coming up against my old team. You know, that's still my home Canberra um, but in a previous interview I said you know Adelaide's given me the opportunity so um, my football home is is Adelaide um, so yeah you know I know how those girls play I know how they train um, I did mention a couple of things to Stents in terms of certain players um, they've got a couple of individual players that can have brilliant moments um, so I said you know maybe we watch them a bit more or um, so yeah had a bit of a chat to Stents and I think the girls just did really well to to shut out some of their players and um, to get that that win in the end. So, was there any banter on the field? Oh yeah, oh yeah. I don't know if you saw um, second half. Uh, Carly came in from behind and, and put me on my bum. Yeah. Um, so now I got to ask about that because yeah. I was I was emceeing the game, so I was watching it really closely, and I love watching the, the matches at Martin. You were either smiling or laughing at that point or around that, and I thought okay, this is interesting. Do you know this player who's obviously done this? But you either were having a great time out there. I thought, you must love your football or you were like really involved in the banter. Yeah, no, I was laughing because, again, I've played with these girls and, and I know exactly what she was doing. You know, I was I was, I was shutting Washington out of the game. I was, I was putting my body on the line, putting in a lot of hard challenges. And um, Carly being with the experience she has in the Matildas, I know she was just, you know, trying to give me a hit back. Um, try and give some confidence to her team. So I actually thought, good on you. Gave her a big smile and a little wave, and she gave me a wink back. So, um, yeah, no, it was awesome. It was physical, but it, it was fun. So It was physical, and I know this is a, an audio platform, the Pitch Podcast, but your legs at the moment are battered and bruised. Yeah. Um, for, I, I use the term a fair bit on this podcast, which is casual football observers might think that people take dives or simulate a fair bit, but you've got a lot of bandaging on at the moment and some scarring. Can you talk us through what a normal game looks like for you and how much it actually hurts when studs connect with your legs? <laughs> yeah, well, um, you probably might have seen a shot as well. I had a bit of blood dripping a week before I had a, a, a bloody nose. So um, after, you know, every single game, usually the next day, um, Pretty hard to sit on a toilet, if I'm honest. Okay, <laughs> like I mean, that's very honest, but that's fine. That's fine. I have that problem for other reasons. Yeah, so it's been no. old age. You were a bit gassy before this, weren't you? Well, no one was supposed to know that. But thank you to Soul Good, which is fantastic. Uh, it's a sparkling mineral water. Great sponsor of the club. <laughs> it's very sparkling. Yeah, but yeah, the body's definitely sore and I get a lot of bruises and... Um yeah, but it's it's. I actually love it. It means you know I've put a, a hard shift in. So if I come off without a bit of a sore body and without bruises, then I think I went a bit too soft. So is that harder for recovery though? Speaking to your, 
Skipper, Izzy, uh, on a previous episode of the Pitch Podcast, we're talking about, you know, obviously the growth of women's football. We still have a long way to go with the, the ideal scenario of it being a full-time opportunity. Um, so it's not as simple for players like yourself that you go, cool, well, I'm going to recover in this amazing facility which is provided for me, where some players like Fiona who have to work, you might have to get up the next morning and go, I simply can't move, but my boss, that's not their problem. I still need to go and perform at my other job. Yeah, no, definitely. Like, I, I am, I, I am lucky. I, I don't have to work a, a second job whilst I'm here, um, just because I think probably with my age, I got a bit of savings in the bank. Um, but definitely for the younger girls that um, still have to work and or they're living overseas or they've moved into state to come play. Um, yeah, you know, everyone is aware of it. The women's funding is nowhere near the men's and, um, yeah, they do have to work. So when it comes to recovery, sometimes it has to be prioritised as second um, because obviously you need to pay your rent. Um, but we do try to do all the right things and the club helps us as much as possible and, you know, we work around times and make sure all the girls can get seen by massages and um, like last night we all went to Next Gym. One of our um, sponsors jumped in the pool, did a few laps, hopped in the sauna, got a massage, so it was still good. But, um, yeah, obviously there's so much room to grow for the women's game and, and how the players get treated after games. So, Can you talk us through your football journey? I want to find out a little bit later what attracted you to Adelaide. Um, but uh, obviously you're a new face in the club, which is awesome. So this is an opportunity for our fans and our community to get to know your football story. Yeah, so I started playing when I was seven, so 23 years ago now. Um, grew up in New South Wales Premier League, played reps throughout a few different clubs, moved around a bit, um, and then had quite a few years at Newcastle Jets, a few seasons I wasn't able to be signed there because um, I had an injury um, prior to the season starting. But yeah, So I they didn't. couldn't sign you or they didn't want to couldn't. because of the injury? Yeah, couldn't. Like I, it was a torn quad and because the season's so short, you have six to eight weeks out. Yeah, So yeah. it's like, you know, we might as well make room for another player. Yeah. So, um, and then I got the opportunity with the Jets a couple seasons, um, played Sydney Uni 2016, which was probably my best season ever, um, under Heather Garriott, who's one of my very close mentors and, and best mates. And, um, yeah, I had a breakout season that year, but then unfortunately the following season, I had a pretty bad injury in a game where I fractured my, uh, L3 transverse lumbar spine. So I had to learn to walk So is that again. basically saying you broke your back? Yeah, <laughs> in a game. So How? Um, went into one of the challenges like I do on the weekend uh, without any, uh, you know, worry about my body, just throwing it all on the line. And um, a player kind of came in from behind and need me uh, in my lower back. And, yeah, I was in an ambulance, had to go to hospital, was in there for a week, kind of had to learn how to walk again. And I was out for about oh, four to six months. I wasn't able to train, so... Um, that kind of stopped my opportunity. I was, I was, there was talk about, you know, getting a call up with Matildas and stuff in, um, that year and yeah, it kind of put everything on hold and it was quite a bit of a mental challenge as well, you know, having it all stripped away, but, um, bounced back and went to Canberra United and then they got the new coach and now I'm here. So, yeah. So how do you learn to walk again? What, what do you mean by that? Um, well, you got to know your left and rights first because you have to tell your foot left and right. So is this uh. literally what you you had to put your body through because of the severity of the injury that you your, your brain had to communicate 
to actually get your body doing the right things again. Yeah, like I, I didn't, I didn't lose feeling. Um, I'm probably being a bit dramatic there. No, but, but it's um, your story, mate. Yeah, so this no. is the thing. If it, it, so, so like I had to have nurses come in, and I had one of those, you know, the old granny walking. Yeah. Things, yeah. Had one of those, and um, it was, it was the pain was so severe that if. I breathed wrong, too big or too little, or if I just slipped the tiniest bit, it would feel like a knife literally stabbing me in the back. So um, a lot of it was forced walking because I had to, otherwise the muscles would have, um, you know, not worked anymore or, or lost strength and it would have been a longer recovery process. So, yeah, the, f- the first week I was in a lot of pain on a lot of medication Um but yeah, we got through it, and then the following next few weeks, I was kind of bedridden and had to learn to walk. Um, when I say learn to walk, I mean walk normal again. <laughs> so then that that I'm sure, I mean, there's two there's two parts to this: the, the physical side of things, there's walking and getting movement back, and then there's playing football again. But the mental side of things, as you said, if you're on the verge of a Matilda's call up and this happens, then I'm sure it's challenging just as much mentally because you'd be going through your head, well, while I'm actually learning to walk without pain and I haven't even gone for a run yet to see if I can let alone kick a football or, you know, jump off the ground to go into a challenge, you might be thinking, uh, wow, mentally, is my career over when I just was at the point of it beginning? Yeah, no, I think I think I was. The, the mental challenge of it all was as well, you know, like I also had appendicitis just before it. So there was this big process of like so many months out of football when I was at my peak. And, um, yeah, the my, I'm so lucky I have the family that I have because they were so supportive and the friends that I had in that time. Because, um, yeah, it, I do look back at it now and say, you know, I think that was a window that's that's that I've missed. But at the same time, you know, I, I landed at Canberra when I did and, and – because I landed there when I did. I met my fiancé, um, who I I'm, I just absolutely love. Um, and then it's also brought me on the journey to Adelaide this year, which I think is such a special year with the, the squad that we have and um, the, the opportunity to, to make finals for the first time um, in this club's history. So all these kind of roads that you go through in life, you know, they can seem challenging at, 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 at times, but it also does make the good times, you know, you appreciate them so much more because you've been through a bit of a battle and you're finally at, you know, the top of the hill and yeah. So I have one more question and I, I appreciate <laughs> your, um, your honesty about all of this because I can imagine it's still like as amazing as your perspective is like talking about the, the growth opportunities and learnings. It's still, I'm sure challenging to reflect on the first challenge that you had back out on the football field. Was that also quite a, a an obstacle to overcome because it was one innocuous challenge which almost ended your career Mm. so then to get into that position again at a higher level I'm sure that was probably something that you mentally and physically needed to overcome yeah that's that's why you'll see there's a there's a couple year gap where I didn't come back to to W League or A League because um I just wasn't playing like myself I was I, I could feel the timidness going into challenges and um, it was a bit of, I guess, I don't know if PTSD is the word for it, but I was, yeah, I, I was, I was nervous on the field, and um, it took a while. But at that time, I was at the Northwest Sydney Koalas, um, and they were really patient with me. And you know, if I kind of had to put my hand up and say, "All right, this is a bit too much for me now," but I actually, I think I bounced back pretty fast. Um, it's almost like 
riding a bike when you fall off it it hurts and you don't want to ride it for a couple of days but you love riding a bike so you get back on it um so yeah it it, it took a, a good couple of weeks and um but yeah I just I stayed in that MPL level for a while and um built my confidence back up so how good is this? A 21-22 cap scarf, can cooler or a stubby holder, you know what it is, bumper sticker, key ring and a home jersey signed by the A-League men's squad. For your chance to win, visit adelaideunited.com.au slash podcast, click the banner and enter your details to go into the drawer. The winner will be revealed on an upcoming episode of The Pitch Before Christmas. So make sure you get involved. Correct me if I'm wrong, was it... Sydney University, you were coaching? No, Is no. That, well, you did, did you do some coaching? I coached at West Canberra Wanderers right, this year. Right, okay. So, West, sorry, in February this year, West Canberra, you were the first female coach yes. of a team in that league. Yes. Which was history-making in New South Wales because you were the first female to do that. Canberra. Uh, so, ACC, yeah. sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah. For you to do that is... And I, I love speaking to, to people that are kind of paving the way for others. You know, we spoke to Josh a couple of weeks ago. That's a big thing. And I always I always tell people on this podcast, and I'll bring it back to myself, I've got daughters, right? So to see um, women having the opportunity to normalise things, like we should never be able to be in a position. And I'm glad that soon enough my daughters will be in a world where we go, same-sex marriage is a thing. It's not something we had to fight for. Yeah. Women getting opportunities, like equal opportunities, it's a thing. Yeah. So for you, um, it must have been pretty special for you. Yeah, it was really special. I still have a bit of a um, joke with uh, Ash Sykes' Sykes sister. Uh, so that's Nick Begg um, because we were I had I had signed on a week before her, but she was announced um, as the head coach at Olympic. So we both kind of broke out together in 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 the season this year as the first women head coaches and. Um, you know, I, I was very happy with the club for giving me that opportunity as well. Um, and yeah, I think it's so important, uh, to get more women coaching in, in women's football at the same time, you know, nothing, love your stance, <laughs> you're great. <laughs> um, but yeah, just kind of like showing that women can lead and, and have that kind of equal opportunity and, um, you know, you see the likes of, I think it's um, Ash at Newcastle Jets. She's head coach, Catherine Canooley, first time at Wanderers. Um, it, and, you know, I do aspire to be a coach. That's that's my, my goals. I'd love to end up, whether it's be an A-League head coach or to move over to Europe. Um, so when you see see the likes of the Canooleys and Ash Wilson, um, yeah, it, it definitely gives the younger girls in the next generation hope that they can do it too. So, What sort of a coach are you? <laughs> I think um, I've been told that I can be quite strict at training, but I'm also very laid back outside of training. So um, I'm, I'm really big on creating that family environment and also treating each player as individuals because um, myself, knowing how I've been with coaches previously, um, I haven't really you know, done well as a player if the coach treats everyone similarly. Sim- sim- oh, we can make up words. Similar, 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 similar. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, I do like to try and connect with my players and create that kind of um, trusting relationship. But at the same time, when we work, we work. So, yeah. that's interesting you say that because I think coaching is evolving. And you're you're thirty now, is that right? 30, yeah. yeah. So back when you were twenty, mate, I'm thirty seven. Just relax. <laughs> back back when you were twenty, coaching styles were probably a bit different. Where 
um, the coach or the manager didn't need to have a connection with every individual player on that individual basis. Mm-hmm. It was almost like, here's my coaching style. You either jump on board or you are out. Yes. And we've evolved now because it is you need to have the trust of the players that that you can trust them to take them out for a coffee when they need to let you know that everything's not going okay. But then they need to trust you for you to go, all right, now now's the time to focus. Like it's all about trust of the individual instead of the collective. Do you find that? Yeah, and and – this is hand on heart, and I'm not just saying it because I'm here, but the, the coaching stuff that we have here at Adelaide United, um, I give a lot of, you know, my performances the past two weeks is, is really a reflection of their coaching and, and how much effort and support they're putting into me as an individual because, um, you know, I'm a bit different um, and, and everyone's a bit different to each other and, and they've recognised that. And What do you mean you're different? I'm different. What do you What do you mean? You can't just say I'm different because I'm a, I'm a maverick. Is that Is that the way to put it? Like I've, um, I don't know. I, I just play football. I'm kind of one of those people that you need to give a free ticket to and just say, go kind of do you. Okay. In a sense. You can, you know, obviously I'm coachable. I hope I'm coachable. But um, yeah, if I get too many restrictions or stuff, that's when I kind of overplay and get too far in my head so they've noticed so a bit of a free spirit free spirit yeah i love that but you need different now you say different right but that that's me being all philosophical and yoda like that's saying you're different to what people see as normal yeah i am different so like okay well this is actually i definitely did not plan to announce this here i'm um only like this year have been um open about the fact that i actually am autistic so I have a different brain. My brain works a completely different way. And I told this coaching staff, um, and I've told previous coaching staffs before, and um, this one's really taken it on board, and, and they're doing things at training to support me and, you know, getting me to training early so I can see the the, the way the passing practices work um, rather than do it on the spot because my brain just melts sometimes. So, um, yeah, I haven't really told people, but it's only this year that I'm – kind of being open about it because I'm kind of taking that mask off and, and really being me. And, and like I said, it's shown in my performance because I just feel so supported and, yeah. So. That's awesome. Thank you for sharing that with us. <laughs> That's okay. My, my wife um, is 36, I think. It was her birthday the other day, I think. Um, it was. I said, happy birthday to my wife. I'm going to uh, the A-League women's match yeah. and enjoy the time away from me. But my wife uh, is uh, experiences ADHD as an okay. adult, yeah. And her brain, she's learning, and she's probably learned over the past four or five years to understand her brain and to like how it actually works. And for me, as her partner, that's been a real challenge because I think there's um, <clears throat> living with someone who experiences ADHD, but then there's also taking the time for me to stop back and go, all right, I need to try and understand what you experience but it's also a blessing like I've got so many friends who have people with children with autism and things like that and they're just such beautiful people where um different is uh, probably a word that you need to uh get out of your vocabulary yeah. because you shine okay. and that's the best being a maverick is something you should be very proud of mate yeah well I think I've, I've been speaking to you know we've got the support of the PFA um and I've been speaking to them a lot about it and I thought you know I, I wasn't playing W League this year and I'm 30 now and if I am open about it, then maybe that can give, you know, younger people that do have autism that feel restricted or feel, you know, I might not be able to do this. They can see actually there's someone right there that's doing it um, and that there is support to be able to do it as well because um, I didn't have that growing up. I couldn't see that kind of role model or person and I think it would have helped me a lot. So um, 
something I'm you know I'm a bit sweaty right now doing it because I'm very nervous about kind of just throwing it out there to the world but you know you know you at, at this point in time you have no idea of the impact that you will have of what you just said and how sp- inspiring it would be for um, young women listening uh, anybody who sees this or, or hears it for you to have the courage to do that and and again a theme of this podcast continues to be that life is about moments and you making moments for people to be safe and comfortable um it is more than football and it's something that we talk about at this club so if you feel uh, to feel comfortable enough to do that thank you very much uh canberra right (laughs) i've been to canberra a couple of times and i went for a run around that big lake (laughs) <laughs> Lake uh, Griffith? Oh, no, it's not Lake Griffith. Anyway, continue. Well, something something like that. And I was staying in um, in Monica. I was working Monica. at Monica Oval. And um, I went for a run. And I was freaking out because all I heard was... <laughs> and there are all these, like, big bugs everywhere. Have you seen these in Canberra? They yes. are everywhere. Yes. What are they? Uh, I honestly, Cicadas? Yeah. Cicadas? Cicadas. Cicadas? What are they called? Cicadas. And what the hell are they? Because they are hideous. You should see the shells once they, like... Exactly. I saw the shells. Skin. Yeah. It's horrible. You put them on your clothes. Wear them. It's decoration. No, I won't do that because it's disgusting. And I went for a run and I'm like, cool. And I felt that they were attacking me. Oh, but really? Canberra's all right. I reckon Canberra's kind of underrated. It is. It definitely is. When I first moved there for the W League season, that's what it was called back then, I couldn't stand the place. Yeah. I was like, oh, gosh, this is just a hole in the middle of nowhere. But yeah, now- we get it, mate. There's politicians. Well done. Where's your fireworks and adult material, yeah. which they say is all you can buy there, yeah. But when you become a local and you find all these beautiful walks around the, the state, there, there is just... Canberra is just like this big country town with a little bit of city and it's actually an amazing place to live. Mm. So it's it's definitely grown on me. But then in saying that as well, coming here, I'm like, oh no, like I don't want to leave Adelaide either. So Adelaide's sick, but it, ta- it Adelaide, takes you to come Adelaide. here to actually understand it, to go, Adelaide's really cool and we are a big country town as well. I see it as like, it's almost like living in Canberra, but you've got a beach too. So you've like got that extra. Yeah, and you yeah. can't buy fireworks here. You can't. Nah, Canberra's like that's why people go to Canberra to get fireworks and um, adult entertainment. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Apparently, I heard grow a few things there too. Well, I heard about this, and um, (laughs) anyway, let's move on. (laughs) So, uh, what do you like about Adelaide United, uh, the club? um, Where we're continually evolving and and growing as a club, but but some of your teammates. Did you know any of your teammates before arriving at the club? I know Annie. Mm -hmm. So obviously, played with Annie at Newcastle Jets and um, Canberra as well. She was there the season I. Was there, but um, knew of Condon, but um, yeah, didn't know anyone else in the team. So um, yeah, just kind of got here and 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 since being here, I've I've made some friends that I'm pretty sure are going to be friends for life. I hope. So. Did you ask if um the Hodgsons were related? I did. And I did. how did you go with that? I asked, but when I asked, I was also kind of like squinting my face and looking at them because they don't look related at all. Mm-hmm. So I. I did ask and they said, yes, they did trick me at the beginning, but then obviously said, no, we're not sisters. It's bizarre because when they, especially Izzy, like when she says no, you think she's stitching you up because they are, but then she goes, nah, we are. But then you go, well, you're lying to me now. Are they? Because I don't know. Am I I still stitched up? I don't think, no, they're not related. (laughs) They're not related, but it's a bit, it's a bit of a a strange situation. Um, So that's good. So the fans came out to Martin on a stinking hot Sunday. Yeah, it was gross. Um, it was gross. And look, we're not a very humid place. Canberra, I'm sure, would get quite humid at times. Um, it's actually similar. It's and really it gets dry. cold in Canberra. Yeah. I love the cold so much. Um, 
But uh, we have a couple of double headers, which is going to be great for the A-League women in the A-League men's side to play uh, with one another. And I guess uh, for your experience, like to have a, a club and a community where the men's and women's teams are so connected, um, is that important to you? Very important. Like, I think it needs to happen more and around the whole competition. So, obviously, they've just introduced the club championship. Mm-hmm. Um, unlucky to Canberra, you don't have a men's team, so they're not a part of it. But, um, yeah, I think that's awesome. That's phenomenal because then it's also going to kind of make clubs want to put more into the women's, right? Yeah. Because they're going to want the trophy. Who doesn't want a trophy? No matter what the trophy is, you want the trophy. Yeah. So, um, yeah, and, and I think, you know, getting integrated with the men's and women's, it'll it'll just create more of that family vibe and um, hopefully the fans will jump on board and, and want to be more a part of it. Um, when, when something's bigger, a lot more people want to be a part of it. So, yeah. It'll be really cool. So, Emma, we have some fan questions. Uh, people on social media have got involved and I think it's very important that you answer these questions with honesty okay. um, and integrity. No, I'm really honest. I have... Okay, let's go. I'm fine with that. I I was drinking this beautiful, so good uh, sponsor of Adelaide United, and they're great. Hold on. Oh, God, he's going to do it, isn't he? No, they... um, (laughs) Hold on. He's going to do it. I can't. No. uh, But just in case you thought Adelaide United didn't have any hydration partners, big thanks to Soulgood, to McCafe, to Everlast, and Everlast... We're, uh, we are fully hydrated at this club. Okay, Costa Yarich on Instagram wants to know why is you why why is you why is you nicknamed Chook? Uh, okay, um, it's pretty simple. Since I was born, my family's called me Chook because my n- middle name is Brooke. So it was Emma Brooker Chook, and then it turned into Chooka Chooky Chook. So it's, it's not because of my chicken legs, which some people like to say. <laughs> well, that's not very nice. I've got chicken legs. You uh, got chicken legs too? Yeah, I've okay. got. I shaved my legs actually the other day, and I don't really do that. Um, it was put body butter on afterwards, and oh, it nice. was yeah. Thanks, uh, Madeline Dove on Instagram wants to know how does it feel to get a win against your old club. <laughs> Um, I haven't stopped smiling, so it felt it felt really good. It was, um, yeah, it was really good. So without without answering it to offend anybody, because you wouldn't, and I'm careful because you're a maverick. Yeah, exactly. So obviously it meant a lot because you said there was change at Canberra, mm. and you're at Adelaide. You love being at Adelaide, mm. but there was change at Canberra, which resulted in you having the opportunity to come to Adelaide. Am I correct in saying that? Yes. Okay, fantastic. Thank yeah. you. Okay, so Sienna, yeah, so sucked in Canberra. We beat you three points. Woo! Okay, <laughs> Sienna underscore Doc on Instagram wants to know, what's the major difference between Adelaide United and the other clubs you've been at? Um, I think I said it just before, the, the coaching staff and the support that they give to each individual player is just phenomenal. Um, you know, I've been at other clubs and it's been quite robotic how they, they treat players. You're a player, that's it. Whereas this one, you know, train sessions, there's just so many people, there's so many coaches, you know, if you have a question, put your hand up. It's just really inclusive, supportive and an amazing environment. Awesome. Smatty underscore Smallson on this Instagram. My brother. Yeah, he wants to know who your favourite brother is. Oh, <laughs> um, Shane. Is that <laughs> okay, Shane, Smatty? What is, nah. s- what's Smatty Smallson? So Smatty Smallson, that's just, uh, his his dad has a lisp and he goes, oh, hey, Smatty. <laughs> So he's okay. put it as his name. But no, they're both my favourite. That's Matt and there's Shane, so I won't pick a pick a winner. Very nice. Uh, Simone Charlie on Instagram wants to know who your favourite American is. 
That's Simone Charlie. She plays for um, Portland Thorns. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm going to have to give it to both her and KK. I can't pick one. <laughs> All right. Who's the player that is the biggest pest playing the most pranks? Oh, Mel. Mel Mullan. Is that how you say it? Mullen. Mullen. Oh, God. She's going to kill me for she's that. She's a legend. We, yeah. uh, uh, after the game, yeah. we invented a handshake, her and I. Because I went up to her and she went, <laughs> and then we just did this handshake. She's a legend. Oh. She did that last night when we ordered a palmy and they placed it in front of her. Yeah, she she's was so pest. excited. Yeah. Uh, what are you streaming right now? That's a question. Oh, oh I, I just finished Money Heist. Yeah, did you watch it with subtitles or dubbing? Subtitles. So no dubbing. No, I can't full stand Spanish the and yeah. Full Spanish. Just read it. Yeah, my my dad has to have the dub, but it just takes away the the acting. I watched the dub, but then if you, for those of you who have seen Money Heist, if you watch the dub, then you have to try and Google to see how the Italian actors sound in real life anyway, because mm. they're American actors doing the dub. And what did you think of it? Amazing. Like, literally the best show I've ever watched, hands down. I thought the way that they did it, the the writer's actually a female as well, I believe. What character are you? Tokyo. I thought you were going to say that. You've got a bit of Tokyo about you, so you look a bit like Tokyo. Oh, thanks. Oh, gosh. You're welcome. Um, Want to go rob a bank? No. (laughs) If we hit shuffle in your playlist, what song would appear? Oh, probably something on Taylor Swift. I'm shocking for Taylor. Yeah? Oh, yeah. Do we need to play more Taylor in your warm-up music yeah, at the matches? Yeah, Bad Blood. Okay. I had that um, one with Cambria United. <laughs> can, um, can you tell us about your fiancé? My fiancé. Um, she's a Karen, but not actually a Karen. Mm-hmm. Her name's Karen, I right. should say. Yeah. I'm more the Karen than she is. Yeah. Um, doing a PhD in chemistry, very smart. Is she here with you? No, she's back doing her PhD. Oh, that so. must suck. Yeah, yeah okay. so she actually was working on part of the COVID vaccine, so she's she's very smart. Oh, well then. Yeah, so just drop that one because I'm very proud of her. Um, so she's she, like, can you can just say what are you saying? Your fiance invented Pfizer? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think um, I'd be able to pay for all the girls' wages if she invented Pfizer. So who I, proposed? Uh, that was me. How did you do it? Uh, panic, actually. Yeah, yeah, I, feel yeah. Like I even forgot to get it down on the knee. Like, That's just, okay. I was like, oh, blah, 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 and she went, yeah, and I'm like, okay. And then we just cried a bit. Have you got so. a date for your wedding? Uh, it's looking like October in 2023. And in Canberra? I'm not sure yet. Okay. Somewhere in a forest with fairy lights. And There's a forest in Adelaide called Kaipo Forest. Okay. And it is known for um, having the stuff that Canberra has that we don't talk about. So don't do it there. No. Um, Hopefully there's no bushfires there. It wouldn't be good. <laughs> Emma, this has been a, an amazing chat um, and it went in a direction that I didn't expect, which is because of you um, telling us about your life but having the courage to be pretty vulnerable as well, which speaks volumes of the person that you are. And for me, who's been involved with Adelaide United for a long time, um, it is people like you that continue to help us be proud of people who represent this club. So we know what you're going to do on the football pitch, but what you've done today and what you will continue to do will actually consistently speak volumes of the legacy that you will leave. So we're actually blessed to have you as part of this club. Um, Thank you again. We'll give you this Sharpie. We will get you to sign this top. You can sign it wherever you like. and Wherever I like. Let's just go up here on the shoulder. Oh, oh gosh. You're going to have to pull it. Hold it. This isn't easy, is it? Yeah, oh, this way. All right. Oh, gosh. You've, you've 
I've broken the arm of the mannequin. Oh, this is a Do you say mannequin or mannequin? Mani- mannequin? Oh, holy dooly. That's not good. <laughs> Thank you for your time on the Pitch Podcast. Emma, you're a legend. You want to pass me this can quickly? We'll just do a last shout out. This was um, so good of an of a chat with you. So good. See what I did there? Yeah, yeah. Thank you. High five. <laughs> Cheers. Catch you next time. Love everyone who watches our pitch podcast fan Q and A's on social media, but we also love our loyal listeners. Yes, you. That's why we're offering all listeners of the podcast a special promo code to get twenty percent off on the Adelaide United online store. Just enter the pitch twenty one. That's all caps. The pitch twenty one at the checkout to get twenty percent off. Offer ends eleven fifty nine on Sunday, the nineteenth of December, twenty twenty one. So get in quick.